Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. I'm so blessed the way the Lord lines things up. You know, we don't, um, we don't try to force things or try to plan emotional things or have things kind of line up. You know, I never tell Chrissy what I'm going to be preaching about. And I say, sing a song that fits with it. We don't, I mean, some churches do that. That's fine. We don't do that. We just say, Lord, you are in charge of the services. You lead the services. You're in charge of the schedule. How many know God can lead us through a service? How many would say amen? And so it just so happens that today's service goes, it just flows really, really well with the message today. And I need to kind of condense this because we've, we've covered so much today, but we're on the faith series. Hebrews chapter 11 is the hall of faith. And today we're going to look at one of the simplest and purest forms of faith and facets of faith that each one of us needs to really embrace today so that we could really live by faith. But I want to very quickly jump to the definition. We've done this in every single message because it's important for us to understand what real faith is. So according to, to the first uh, maybe four verses of Hebrews chapter 11, faith is twofold. Number one, faith is confident expectation in the presence, power, and provision of the unseen God. That's faith in the person of God. Everybody say faith in the person. When you have faith, you're putting your faith in a person. Okay, you're putting your faith in God. God is a person. Okay, we know that. Jesus, the Son of God, came to the earth as a person. When you put your faith in God, you're putting your faith in a person. Then secondly, it's absolute belief and trust in the command of God. That's faith in the Word. Everyone say faith in the Word. It's faith in the Word of that person. He's a good God. He's a good, good father. He's a faithful God. Whatever he says is true. And so not only do we put our faith in him, but we put our faith in his word. Real faith always encompasses both. It's faith in the person and then faith in the words of that person. Hallelujah. So now today's text is about a unique character in the Bible um, she doesn't get a lot of press except in a sort of tangential way, but I'm so glad that we see she makes it to the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Today we're going to be talking about Sarah, Abraham's wife. Sarah, Abraham's wife. And look at what it says. It says, by faith, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God, the person, would keep his promise through his word. It's the person and his words. You see? Okay, and it says, And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that like stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. We are one of those stars. We are one of those specks of sand. How many are thankful to belong to the lineage of Abraham and Sarah? We are children of God, children of faith. How many would say amen? So this woman's faith 
Even though she was barren and unable to bear children, the Bible says that it was by faith that she was able to conceive. And the title of today's message is Faith Conceives. Everybody say Faith Conceives. Faith conceives something from God. Okay, real faith conceives. And everything changes when we conceive. When a woman conceives, everything changes. Maybe people don't realize it, but the moment she conceives, everything changes. Even though people can't tell, everything has really, really changed. Now, there are all of these amazing things that we experience today and are blessed by today that are the result of, uh, uh, of this kind of conceiving. So even in the natural world, this is everywhere. In the natural world. Today, we have hundreds of lights in this building. Hundreds of lights. But the way all of these lights came about were through this kind of little diagram that a man wrote uh, could you put that up for me? This was Thomas Edison's first drawing of a light bulb. And after he drew that light bulb, he, he went on about 3,000 3, times, March 1st, 1879, okay? And he went 3,000 attempts to get this to work, but sooner or later, it worked. And it was, it, was, it was not when the first light bulb turned on. It was when the thing kind of began to be born in his heart that it was possible that we were starting to change from the candle to the light bulb. But what if, what if, what if there was a change birthed in your life today that would take you like from the candle to the light bulb? How many know God can do something that radical still today as radical as taking the candle to the light bulb? How does all of that happen? How does it take place? It begins when faith conceives. You see, faith conceives. Faith receives something from God. This was in the natural, but it's the same way in the spiritual. There's something that happens that we can actually receive from God. The Bible says without vision, men perish. Faith is conceiving God's vision and God's plan for your life. Here's what one of, uh, uh, one of uh, our friends, a friend of this church, he said, without vision, people perish. With vision, people flourish. You see, and if you're not flourishing, part of it is because you haven't been made pregnant by the plan of God. There are people here, you're living out your own plan. You're, you're living out your own journey and you're missing out on a better plan, on a better journey. How many know God has something special for every single person in this room? Could somebody say amen to that? You see, God has a plan. The Bible says before the foundations of the earth, he knew you. You were God's idea. You were God's idea. You weren't your own idea. You weren't your mom and dad's idea. Before there was an, even a twinkle in your mother's eye, the Bible says, he knew you. Amen. And this is very, very important. The person that, that we're highlighting today is because Sarah was one of those people that life wasn't easy for her. In fact, Sarah got the raw deal very often. And maybe you're here today. And maybe, maybe you're like, yeah, but you don't understand my life. 
God uses people uh, uh, like that who, who had it all easy growing up. Well, that's not the way it was for Sarah. Well, when we're brought into Sarah's life, here's what we know. We know that God calls her husband into hostile territory, and she had to go live in hostile territory. In our country, when a soldier goes off to war, at least the wife can stay home. But not in this case. She had to go with him. She had to be surrounded by the enemies. And then, and then here's, the, here's an, another proof of the power of faith. Many times we think that the people in the Bible were perfect, but they're not perfect. The old men and women of, uh, of God, the patriarchs, they had issues. How many know even in the kingdom of God, families can have issues? Abraham had issues. And he, he grew into this amazing man of faith. But when it started, Abraham was struggling. And because he struggled two times, he put his wife out there and said, she's my sister instead of saying my wife. She was really beautiful. And instead of her husband protecting her, maybe you're a wife here that it's a different context, but your husband doesn't protect you. That's the way it was for Sarah. Two times she put her, she, he put her out there and she could have been abused and used and all kinds of things. And then when she finally gets a son, after she gets the son, her, her husband goes to sacrifice him. I mean, this was not an easy road for her. Maybe you're here today and you have a lot of reasons. You have every excuse not to, not to be used by God. You have every excuse in your mind not to really live the journey of faith. But I'm telling you right now, God even uses people who come from jacked up homes and jacked up backgrounds. God can make you pregnant with something amazing and powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he did it for Sarah, he could do it for us. That's why it's in the Bible. And so let me just say this. Let me just say this, and I want to I wanna pray um, and then give two quick points so that we could get to the altar today. Maybe you're here today, okay? We're talking about the world being reached for Jesus. We're talking about neighborhoods being changed and transformed for Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you're running from God's will, you know? You know, every Sunday, there are lots of people in the church that are absolutely running from God's will. All right, I saw someone today in this service. I know they're running from God's will. I'm not going to call you up, but that's okay. God knows. <laughs> People run and run and run. You see? What I'm talking about is real. This is not like, this is not like, oh, go to church and have a happy sermon. No, I'm talking about the real God has a plan for your life and for my life. And we have to stop running we have to stop fooling around and we have to say, Lord, here's how we're going to close. We have to say, Lord, I'm opening up my heart to you. God, make me pregnant with your will. Come on, lift your hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come to you, Lord, and we know that you still, what you did for Sarah, you still do for people today. And God, I pray that by your mighty power that today would be one of those days where everything changes because we walk out of here pregnant. So God, bless this service. Bless our hearts. Give us ears to hear. Give us hearts that open up to you, Lord. 
Lord, we, we want more than just going to church. We want to receive from the kingdom of God, from the heart of God, from the throne room of God. Help us to leave here, Lord, with a heavenly deposit deep inside of our soul. Bless this word now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. 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 Let's put our hands together and praise Jesus for what he can do and what he wants to do. So very, very quickly here, very quickly here, two things about conceiving by faith. When faith conceives, first and foremost, the seed is with God. It says, it was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old. Why? She believed that God would keep his promise when God made a promise to her, that promise was the seed. You see? That promise from God was the seed that was placed inside of her heart. As children of God, we walk around this world really waiting for divine seeds because the Bible says in this flesh dwells no good thing. No matter how good the family, no matter how good the upbringing, no matter how good the, the, the intentions, in this flesh dwells no good thing. And so every day we have to wake up in the morning and say, Lord, this is not about me. This is not about what I can do. This is about what you can do, Lord. So I open up my heart, deposit a promise, deposit a seed of life and make me useful and fruitful. I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and let my word abide in you, okay? It says, apart from me, you can do, who knows that? Nothing. You see, we can do nothing apart from Jesus. How many would say amen to that? You see, but if the word abides in us, the word is like a seed. And so what happens is, is that when we get the word in our hearts, it opens us up to be used by God. So here's what I want to say about the first point. We won't take too long on this, but here's what I want to say about the first point. Okay? When we read our Bible, okay, some people read their Bible in a very kind of casual way. But the difference between people who are really used by God and people who are not really used by God, even if they go to church, even if they claim to have a relationship with God, it's one key thing. And you know what it is? Some people read the Bible to get pregnant and some people don't. When some people open up the Bible, they're like, Lord, I need a seed in my heart today. I need you to put something down deep in my soul. I need you to deposit something in me because faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the word of God. But how many know everything changes when you're walking in faith? When you've gotten full of the word of God and you're walking into something, you have so much authority. Even when the devil comes to fight against you, the Bible says that we can take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and we can say, Satan, get thee behind me in the name of Jesus. You see, and so we gotta read the word of God to get pregnant. We have to get a hold of the promises of God and live by the promise of God. It was he will keep his promise. God said it, and if God said it, nothing is too hard for my mighty God. Hallelujah. I will happen, Sarah believed. You see? Let me tell you something. One promise from God 
Think about it this way. One promise from God is what kept Joshua for 40 years in the desert. They could send one of the musicians out. Listen, put it, think about this. So in the history of Israel, Moses, by the glorious power of God, sees Pharaoh defeated. They get out. And then they're about to go into the promised land and they send 12 spies. And when they send the 12 spies, they go see the land. The, the, the land was filled with gigantic fruit. They said it was flowing with milk and honey. But they looked at the giants. Now they just forgot that God just brought Pharaoh down. The armies in the new land were not more organized and more powerful than the armies in Egypt, but they forgot all of that because they didn't receive what God said by, by faith for them, that they could receive by faith. They didn't receive that. And so 10 of them, 10 of them brought a report and they ended up being stalled for 40 years. See, we get stalled when we don't receive what God says in our lives. God wants, God wants to speak something into your life today. He wants to speak a promise into your life today. And that promise will set you into, it will launch you into the will of God as opposed to you being stuck like they were for 40 years. But nonetheless, even though Joshua had to wait, he waited. But sooner or later, he crossed into the promised land. He led them. He, he received everything that God had promised him. Hallelujah. Why? Because he held on to the word, which is the seed. And so... Part of when you start really living by faith, the word takes on a whole different um, uh, level of importance because the, the word literally is what you're taking to get you pregnant. Some people, think about this. Some people, they watch, they watch the news. You know, my wife and I were traveling. We, we, I don't even know if we have cable anymore. I don't even know if we'd have that because we don't really watch TV. But we were in the, we were in the, amen. So we were in a hotel and we put the news on and I, I, re, I read the news, but I rarely watch the news. It just kind of grieves me. And um, uh, there was, I, I know this. There are people who watch the news all day on, all day long. All they have is the news. Negative, negative, negative. You're pregnant with the negativity of this world. Some people play, play worldly, ungodly, secular music all day long. They can't turn that radio off. And it's filth, it's filth, it's adultery, it's sexual immorality, it's rebellion, it's all of this. And then all day, all day, all day, oh, I just listen to the beats. Baloney, you are getting pregnant. Oh, now a couple, amen. Go ahead and say amen, it's the truth. It's the truth. The next time you got that filthy music on, just remember, those are seeds. He's the prince of the power of the air. That's what he is. Okay, he's in charge of the airwaves. But instead of getting pregnant with those things, how many know you could get along with God and read your Bible? Hallelujah, and get pregnant with the promise of God. How many would, come on, let's put our hands together. We want to be pregnant with the word of God. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. So someone described a promise, last thing I'll say in this, someone descri described the promise of God very much like a post-dated check. 
And here's what they said. They said, the promise of God is more true, okay, and more sure than the post-dated check of a billionaire. So imagine some billionaire in Chicago writing you a check and saying, look, uh, you're going to have to wait X amount of time to cash this check. But don't worry, I got the money. Okay? Well, guess what? When God gives you the promise, because there are certain things money can't take care of, when God gives you the promise, that promise is 10 times better than that post-dated check. You might have to wait a little while, but it will come to pass. Hallelujah. See, some people put their faith in, in checks. But we need to put our faith in the word of God. How many know the word is a seed? Everybody say his word is the seed. Hallelujah. Yes, it is. And that seed can make us pregnant. That promise is what makes us pregnant. Then secondly, okay, when faith conceives, the womb is not an obstacle. When faith conceives, the womb is not an obstacle. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though everyone read this with me, ready? She was barren and was too old. She was barren and was too old. The womb didn't work anymore. Okay, the womb just, she, she can't do it. Uh, according to natural terms, there comes a point when a man and a woman can no longer reproduce. It's just nature. But God is greater than our nature. You see, when faith conceives, the womb is not an obstacle. What we don't have, what we can't do, can't stop what God decides he wants to do in our lives and through our lives. The womb doesn't matter. We look at our grades. We look at our past. We look at our hurts. We look at our pains. We look at all of our reasons and say, no, Lord, that's not for me. But today, God wants you to say, Lord, I open up my heart because your promise is for me. And if you make me pregnant, nothing can stop your power and your glory from being fulfilled in my life. You see, this is a big deal, guys. We have all of these reasons, all of these reasons. Look, I'm gonna play a, a three-minute video for you. Just one of a billion examples of someone who had less than, but God still used them mightily. Go ahead, listen to this. I was born in Melbourne, Australia, 1982, and my parents had no idea that I was going to be born without arms or legs. I was the only one that I ever saw without limbs. My faith in Jesus Christ was sealed after seven years of wondering why, God, I was born this way. Uh, he answered me very clearly through John chapter 9. And I gave my life to Jesus at 15 after reading about how he came across a man who was born blind. And I'm like, hey, hold on a second. This looks interesting. <laughs> and no one knew why he was born that way. I'm like, perfect. So I read on and in verse 3 of the ninth chapter, Jesus said, it was done so that the works of God would be revealed through him. 
And I'm like, wow, God, if you had a plan for the blind man, you do have a plan for me. And that was the beginning of my personal relationship with Jesus. Youth groups were starting to call me. Churches were starting to call me. Opportunities were opening up everywhere for me to share my testimony. I was speaking in front of 300 sophomore public high school students. Three minutes into it, half the girls were crying. One girl in the middle of the room started weeping. She put up her hand and she said, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but can I come up there and give you a hug? In front of everyone, she came and she hugged me. She cried on my shoulder and whispered in my ear, no one's ever told me that they love me. No one's ever told me that I'm beautiful the way that I am. I couldn't believe it, it changed my life. That was when I knew I was called to be a worldwide evangelist. Today, do not leave here unchanged. Leave here unchanged. You don't know what God can do with your broken pieces until you give God your broken pieces. And I want you to know when you fall down, God's grace is sufficient. God's hand will come down and pick you up. By the grace of God, we have seen face-to-face -face a half a million souls say yes to Jesus and be plugged into a local church. As crazy as it sounds, our goal at Life Without Limbs Ministry is to preach to every single soul on the planet. Seven billion people. We believe that this goal is possible as the Holy Spirit is gathering an army and building up supporters to send us and accomplish this mission. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together and bless the Lord for what He can do with any life. With any life that He wants to use, He can use that life. It doesn't matter what the limitations are. The womb does not matter. It's not too late. You could be 50 or 60 or 70. It's not too late. She was older than 70. God made her pregnant. God has a plan and that plan continues to be true today. It's true today. But see, here's what happens. And this is, this is what happens and, and we gotta close, but here's what happens. People come to church just like this one and they sit in services just like this one and they hear messages just like this one and they say, wow, that's nice. That's for somebody else. They say, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. They say, God, God, he doesn't really have that kind of plan for me. Well, I'm here to tell you today in the name of Jesus, you have to stop listening to the lies of the devil that would make you sit in a meeting where God is telling you, I want to make you pregnant with something way bigger than your tiny little plans for your life. I want to make you pregnant with something way bigger than your little dreams and your white little picket fence. I've got exceedingly and abundantly beyond for you. I can do with you whatever I want to do because I'm God. Hallelujah. 
You're like, you don't, wear, you don't know where I was last night. God knows where you were last night. And he says, come and let me wash you in my blood. And when I wash you in my blood, I'm going to lift you up and fill you up. And I'm going to use you for my glory. He can use anybody. But what we have to desire to conceive. We have to get hungry. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace. Right here, right now, the presence of the Lord is here. Come boldly. Just lift up your eyes. Lift up your heart. And say, God, make me pregnant. God, I want to be made pregnant with something from heaven, oh God. Let me tell you something. The person that will pray like that, I'm telling you right now, that person will be changed. That person, that person who will get desperate and say, Lord, I want to be used by you. I don't care if, if I've got two more days or if I'm going to live like Chrissy's grandmother till I'm 104. God, I want to be used by you for your glory. How many want to be used by Jesus for his glory? <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands right now. Lift up your hands. Don't look around. Look to him. Open your heart today. Don't look at yourself. The womb doesn't matter. Don't look at your past. The womb doesn't matter. Only one thing matters. If we ask, we shall receive. If we say, God, make me pregnant, God will make us pregnant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, begin to ask and make us pregnant, God. Every man, every woman, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh God, look down from heaven. Pour out from your mighty throne. Let grace flow. Let mercy flow today from the throne of grace.
I just feel this in my heart. Maybe there's a new visitor here. Maybe someone is here that you've been living off of pregnancies that are so far uh, in your past. But God wants to make you pregnant with something new. Maybe you're here today and and all you could think about is yourself and this womb that, that in the natural doesn't work. You, you don't feel worthy. You don't feel like God really wants to use you. Put your faith in the will and the heart of God today. Hallelujah. And if you're here, I don't know, I'm, I'm supposed to call people. If you're here, you just want to get pregnant with God's plan. Pregnant, you want to conceive today. I want you to slip out of your seat. Take a step of faith today. Come, we're going to pray. We're going to lay hands on people. Slip out of your seat. Don't be ashamed. If you're hungry, then come. If you're hungry, come. If you're, if you're longing for God to move, come. The womb doesn't matter. The past doesn't matter. Let
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let heaven come. Come on to the left and to your right. Let heaven come, oh God. God, use every, every man, every woman, oh God. Use them for your glory, oh God. Use us young, oh God. Use college students, oh God. Use senior citizens, oh God. Let heaven come. Let your kingdom come. Make us pregnant today. We want to conceive, oh God. Families changed. Families, generations transformed. Nations reached, oh God. Neighborhoods reached for your glory, oh God. Listen, hold on to that hand. I'm going to say one more thing. 
Bible says that when the child was born, she named the child Isaac. Isaac means he laughs. Isaac means to laugh. Because when we conceive by faith, we end up laughing in the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. We end up rejoicing in the joy of the Lord. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I want you to pray for the laughter of God, for the joy of God. Come on. For all of the brothers and sisters. God, we receive and we rejoice, oh God. We rejoice. We laugh. We laugh at the future, oh God. We celebrate what you're going to do with our lives, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. We rejoice in you, oh God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You started something. We've conceived and we're pregnant. Thank you. Come on, if you believe it, put your hands together. Let's praise Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Lord, send your people out from this place rejoicing in the God of their salvation resting in the work of the God of their salvation. He who begins that good work will carry it on to completion. Help us to continue to conceive, O oh God, and to give birth to, the, to your will for your glory, O oh Lord. And we will celebrate everything you've done in us and through us in the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. Let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Come on, brothers, hug five brothers. Sisters, hug five sisters. God bless you.